Hi everyone, welcome to Game of Power. This is episode three. Episode three, we're gonna talk about fashion. We're gonna have Barry on. He's the founder and CEO of I've Decided. I just love their brand message. Um, I've Decided is about making a powerful decision and sticking with that and kind of following your heart and making you know big decisions that can impact your life for the future. So I'm excited to talk to him. I'm excited to talk to Brian. He's the founder of Spellcaster. Spellcaster is a, his, his uh, building Spellcaster from scratch and, and everything that he's been doing. And then we're going to talk to Yo. Yo, what's good, man? It's good to see you, bro. What's going on? What's up, doing? bro? I'm chilling. You I just got back. In back. The city? Yeah. Yeah, okay. bro. I was at home for a little bit just for this weekend. I got in the lab, saw Brian. It was cool. Bro, yesterday was a great time. Like, yesterday, you know what yes. I mean? I feel like that was, like, the pop-up. Like, it was it was really fun. Do you kind of just want to talk about what your mindset was coming into yesterday? Like, what you wanted to do and, like, what we ended up doing? Yeah, most definitely. So, yesterday was our third pop-up. So, we had run two previous to this. And, lucky enough, both of the previous pop-ups went pretty well. So, we anticipated a similar result. Um, and... At the other ones, it kind of has some issues with the guys in green. I, call them. I don't know who they are, like park patrol or whatever, because uh, apparently you're not allowed to sell clothes in the park. It makes no sense because you're allowed to sell art, you're allowed to sell pot, like you can sell anything. Um, but they don't consider clothing to be art. Um, so we are like, all right, whatever. Uh, before, we were able to kind of finesse, take our stand down, and then set it back up again when they leave. And that went well, but yesterday was different. So we kind of did that, and then they came back around later in the day, this time with actual cops. Um, yeah. Yeah, and um, the cops came, and, and they just kind of shut down the... Exactly, exactly. Um, um, and yeah, so... Tell me about, tell me this, you know... Tell me this, you know, like, um, so. the cops, like, one thing that we, we, we wrote was, like, they silenced the message. And, like, afterwards, we went out and we were, like, kind of spreading the message of, of I've decided, like, take me back to, like, the start. Like, what, what, like, why, why was the message? Like, why is it a message? Why is it art? Like, what, what did you come up with uh, back, back in high school? Right. All right. Yeah. So when I launched ID, I was entering my junior year of high school. This was 2017. Five years ago, as of last month, actually. Um, and at that time, all my friends were making big decisions in their lives, like where to go to college, what teams to join, that sort of thing. Things you could put on your resume and using your professional career. Um, and like when that happened, I kind of, I was inspired, right? I was into fashion. I had previously been reselling streetwear, sneakers, that sort of thing. Um, so, you know, I had a, a sense for what sold um, in the market and then I kind of combined the idea of this whole decision-making process into the statement I've decided. And I always say it's a finality, right? And it's because it has a period right there. I trademarked and registered that exactly written as in lowercase with the period uh, when I was like 17. And that's because um, it means you're set, like you're set on your decision. Like you could change what you have decided if it's a two-way door as opposed to a one-way door decision. Um, but decisions you know they're they're important and you know the finality thing is very crucial to decision making absolutely because, yeah yeah that's absolutely amazing. and like things things that both of us did like we both in high school actually at the same time 
I was a, I was a junior in high school too. We both made the decision to like make a fashion brand. And like when I made a fashion exactly. brand, the one thing that I never understood was like how much you could use fashion to like spread your message. And like power struggle is like literally like what I call like, you know, everything that I'm doing right now. And it's like something that means so much to me. Kind of how, what's up with like to take me through the decision of making, of starting your brand and then like, what you've learned, like what you would tell that kid to, to save him time right now, now that you're, you're a couple years in. I like that. Um, I think the most important thing is to define your brand and what it means off the rip. Because over time, like I just explained to you my ethos of starting ID at the beginning, that has changed now because now I'm trying to make space where all this other thing, all this other stuff. So like, I didn't anticipate that when I first launched it. So the meaning will evolve over time as you develop as, an, as a designer, entrepreneur, CEO. Um, but what I would say is at the beginning, try to determine what your brand is, what it means, and what message you're trying to share with the people. Um, and then determine like what medium you want to do it through. Do it through. Uh, and yeah, I'd also suggest copywriting and trademarking. Um, whatever you plan on using for your brand many times, like in the future repetitively. So say a symbol, a color, um, a shape, pattern of a piece, an embellishment, anything. Uh, okay. That's pretty crucial. Yeah. But no, definitely defining the brand name and what it stands for. Okay. Beginning. No, that's, that's right. And so how does that, like, once you have that point of view, like, definitely finding your, your why is, is necessary, even to just keep going and, like, keep spreading that message. Once you find that point of view, what's next? Like, take me through building a fashion collection. What's the difference between the different types of fashion pieces? Um, so give me a little game on that. Right. I love that question. So the next step is determining what you stand for, right? So personally, for I've decided, I've decided stands for boldness. It stands for bold colors, bold quality. You see it when you see it. You feel it when you feel it. It's serious. It's I've decided. Um, so once you determine that, exactly what your brand stands for, you could use that and implement those ideas in your design, both physically and graphically, um, like behind the screen. So, for example, into that. Oh, man, you, hoodies, you see that in the collegiate text from the chenille patch. You see it in the heavy quality. It's a premium collegiate hoodie. Um, and like, yeah, I just define that through the name and through the construction and the idea behind the garment. Um, so yeah, just finding out what your brand stands for, determining that, and then using that in your craft and keeping it consistent because over time, your followers and your, um, your customers, your supporters, they begin to expect certain things. Um, they expect the same quality, but better. They expect better designs, newer colors. That's another thing I stand for as well, like bold colors. Um, Brian, shout out to Spelly. He put me on to color theory. Major game changer that's very crucial in your design. Um, but yeah, so creating these symbols that people can look at and recognize the brand by. Making okay. a brand stand for something. Okay. So now, so now take me through, take me, so you're moving into space where, like, the future of I Decided, kind of what, what, what is going to bring you there? Like, what's going to take you to space as a designer? What do you have to do, feel like, you got to get better at to take you to space as a creator in general? Like, how are you going to go to space and how is I Decided going to go there with you? I like this. So initially, my first concept is to send a piece to space. Um, 
Now, all right, I define spaceware as pieces that will be recognized by future life forms in the future and um, on different planets and different galaxies, different solar systems, like whatever, um, essentially eons out, right? So space, when I'm thinking space, right now I'm designing for the present, for the near future. When I'm thinking space, I'm designing for eons out, for people that aren't here, entities that don't see me, they don't know me. And my goal is to, is to show them the similarities between today's time and the future, like where they are wherever in the galaxy through certain design elements. So I'm actually making my first space for piece right now. It's in production. And there's a certain element on there that is, it like defines a galaxy. It's like a galaxy code on the sleeve. And that is recognizable by not only us, but other entities because that's just a shared common symbol. Mm -hmm. um, so that's my concept for space for initially. But then going forwards, I want to make it more technical. So imagine Carhartt, Arcturix, Gore-Tex, Prada, Nike Tech, like these certain materials on technical wear that could be worn in outer space. And it's very efficient. Um, like astronauts can like reach into the pocket at the perfect angle to grab whatever item they need, like that much quicker than normal pants. Everything right. very detailed. Okay. Um, I don't know exactly what that looks like yet, but I've been designing different samples and running um, interviews to the class that I did this with. Um, okay. And that sort of thing. So just collecting data. And yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's fire, bro. That's fire, bro. Yo, Brian. Yo, what's going on, boys? How we doing? Yo, shout out Brian, bro. This is Spellcaster right here. He's a fucking wizard. Makes crazy clothing all by hand in the lab that he's in right now. It's ridiculous. And he's going to talk to us today about fashion, the world of fashion, and where he fits in, and what it's been like launching his brand right now. And his prospects going forward, especially in the near future. I'm really interested to hear about that. So, shout out, Brian. This is him right here. That's Appreciate it. that, bro. What's going on, bro? How you doing? So, What's going on? Can you kind of just introduce yourself, introduce your, your, your brand? For sure. So, my name is Brian Scheidecker. Um, I'm the creative director and CEO of Spellcaster. Um, Spellcaster recently only came out um, in May, so I'm I'm pretty new to the game, but a lot of thought and a lot of planning has gone into this. Spellcaster is something that will exceed me. You know, it'll be here on the planet well after I'm gone. That's the mission. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm joined today by uh, Max Murray, CEO of Fitz, and yeah. Barry Simmons, CEO of I've Decided. Two of my closest um, people have really just kind of helped me get to the point that I'm at right now, you know, um, especially with I've Decided. I've Decided's hit his fifth year anniversary uh, just recently. So he's been doing this for a while. Um, really gave me, you know, kind of like the construct that I should be following and what I should be looking for. What um, do you think he's taught you? With this. What do you think you've seen most? Like, what do you think Barry has taught you most? Like seeing him make clothes, like what do you implement that into your, your process? What Barry's shown me the most and what's most crucial is consistency. It's all about, you know, you can have the idea, but do you have the follow through with it? And, you know, time and time again, it's um, collection from him and collection from him. He's shown me how to just keep innovating within yourself and to only compete with yourself. Don't compare, you know, just do better than you did last time. And, you know, that's how you build and get to where you're at. So that's really been super, super key to me is consistency. Okay. And so, I, you know, one thing I just sent you before we hopped on the call, I sent you, like, something from the Alchemist. Yeah. And, like, 
I sent you that part because last time we talked, we talked about alchemy, talking about kind of turn like the al alchemy is like turning lead to gold, turning pain into into product, turning you know ideas into invention. And mm -hmm. so, like, kind of take me through you know t having the idea of spellcaster alchemy and the the crescent moon and turning that into your product, um, and what you were able to like put out into the world. Yeah. So with spellcaster it's all based on alchemy. Like if you're a spellcaster, you're an alchemist. It, it kind of means the same thing. And really what it is, is like when you're, when you're upset at something or a situation, right, that you, you, it requires energy, you know, like you could feel like exhausted after getting pissed off or something. Right. And the idea is to take that energy and transmute it into something positive. So it's like, I could let this affect me right now, or I could take that energy and build something for myself. And with Spellcaster, that's been really important because, you know, before I, I started it and before I released anything, it's like I had just had the idea of wanting to be a fashion designer, right? I didn't have any clothing out yet that was, like, from me. So it's like any sort of, any sort of anxiety that I, I had about that, it's like, okay, like, let me just use this and, and focus and, and build these pieces so that way like I really am now a fashion designer, there's, there's credit to that. And yeah, I mean, with Spellcaster, like, everything was made out of old clothes, you know, like, I did not buy any new fabrics. And that just falls so well in line with the message, because I really just went around to thrift stores and, and took old pieces that people didn't want, you know, people had put them in the thrift, because they didn't need them anymore, they didn't see a use for them. And so I took that and I put it and I made something new out of it. So that's really just my message is take what you have and turn it into something new. That's so far, bro. And I, and I definitely see that in your design. Can you show us some of your totes and like talk about kind of making those totes, taking all those, those third pieces and what you did to, to construct the tote? Bro, for sure. So actually, I'll show you my personal bag right here. Um, this is it right here. This is made out of orange corduroy and black denim. Um, and so with this piece, this was actually the first one that I made um, with this, the checkerboard and everything. So that's why it's really special to me. Um, this was made out of pants. Like I literally like $3 for each pair of pants. Um, so people didn't see much of a worth in them, even though they were great quality, still basically new. They were $3 and it's like, you know, I just wanted to, to just like, like resurrect these, like they're, you know, take that energy that they possess and, and put that into something of mine, you know, some, yeah, yeah. I think I, it's a little yeah, confusing, but. But no, 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 for sure. And, and, and I think that that's so far. So tell me this, like, where are you guys, where are you guys going from here? Do you guys have any, any collabs coming up? Like what, what's going on with Fitz? You want to talk a little bit about the Fitz collection, which I've been working on? Yeah. So it's been it's been really exciting. Um, now that I have Spellcaster out, it's like okay, like how can we expand? How can we grow? I'm working really close with. I've decided he's basically like my my like executive producer in a sense, where I run all my ideas through him. Like I send him all my templates. I tell him, you know, the message that I'm trying to project next, and just really good. Like my my like creative creative partner in life like just always bouncing stuff off with each other and with that with fits it's like so much is happening now because i finally have like more of a deeper sense of myself you know now that 
you know, I put Spellcaster out, it's like that is now a part of me. And so it gives me more understanding within myself and more understanding with others, like just contents on the way, really just like becoming a personality and, and sharing what you know. That's what's really going on with Fitz. Man, yeah, yeah. yeah, just to piggyback off what Brian said, um, nah, bro, it's been great running, uh, like, kind of starting this Fitz collection with Rob. He actually pulled up to the lab, like I said, where Brian is right now, the other weekend, and we kind of flushed all the details out. We decided what pieces we're trying to make, how we're trying to decorate them, and we looked at our suppliers and manufacturers to see, you know, where to source them, to design everything ourselves. It's fire. Max, you said it's like like an album and each song it's like featuring designer, design, design like that. So it's like it's gonna be pretty sick. It's kinda like it's a tape really. And um yeah, you know, we each have our own roles that we've been playing in the production of this collection. And me, I guess I'm kind of logistical coordinator, bringing things together, making sure it happens on time, determining who it happens with, what quantities we secure, you know, how it's being deck deck decorated um logistically and then from there we have brian who's just going crazy on construction getting very detailed um, on all the sewing the patches that sort of thing and rob is creatively directing the entire thing like on the color theory um, on the materials so it's all coming together very well and we're working with other uh designers and graphic artists as well shout out kaya amanda uh, mira so yeah, it's pretty valid. Um, that's been like no, it's like, it's really crazy to see, like, you know, I never thought, like, a year ago today, remember we were working all last summer together, and, like, all of these ideas we had, and, like, you know, we're a whole year past that, and it's, like, you know, we're all kind of, Brian, you put out your collection, like, Barry, you guys have pieces together. What do you think, like, at the at the end of, like, I guess my last question to y'all would be, like, what is the what's the most important thing you're gonna take with you over the next year? I can start off by answering that. You know what, what's really stuck with me is just the community that I've built with. You know, it's like I can't I can't possibly like be able to touch on everything. So it's really just great to have built like not just a, a business relationship, but also just like a deep friendship with everybody. Where you know, like there's it's just the energy of love and I'm always going to take with, you know, like the memories of like people seeing something in me, you know, like I remember when I first met Max and when I first met Rob, like I only had one piece made and I didn't, I didn't have much to show, but they saw like where I was trying to go with that. And I'll just always take with that, that energy of like just sincerity and just like being genuine, you know, that's, that's been really touching. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Barry, how you, how you feeling? What you got to say to close up? Yeah, no, that's amazing, bro. That's an amazing perspective, Brian. Um, bro, for me, it's like, I just feel limitless. Everything's possible. The team, the team we have is amazing. Um, shout out T and Dylan on the Revly as well, because I just recruited them to ID. So by the day, our team, they're always building, always working with Brian, you know, the whole church organization. And all we do is execute and we get things done. And the passion we have and the spirit we have behind what we do and the pride we take in our work, it's unmatched. And the energy we have, especially when we're all together as a Fitz team, it's, it's really scary. Like anything's possible. And I'm just very excited for the future. 
Nah, again, again, I fuck with y'all and like, we're all in this together, you know what I mean? And, like, we're all supporting each other, we're all helping each other out, like, we're gonna, we're gonna come up together, work together, you know what I mean? Bleed together and like, through this, like, we're all gonna, you know, make it out and like, find that personal legend, so. Excited to see what y'all come up with, thank you so much for being on Game of Power and like, let's just keep getting to work. It was a pleasure, bro, sure. it was great talking with y'all, like, just excellent things on the way, you know? Oh, yeah. Crazy, bro. All right, y'all. Be good, boys. All right, y'all. Be safe. All right. Now we're about to get into into the future. So, um, thank you, Ryan. Um, So, now we're about to get into the future. We're about to bring on Chris and Kaya. And we're about to talk about NFTs. It's about to be be a good time. Yo. Yo. What's going on? Thank y'all. Thank y'all for for coming on. Uh, Chris, this is Kaya. Kaya, this is Chris. Y'all kind of just want to introduce yourselves. Yeah. Um, y'all just kind of want to introduce yourselves and your your brands real quick. Uh, you go first. Okay. Um, I'm Kaya Baker. I'm the CEO and co-founder of Quintessential. Uh, I started the brand when I was a junior in high school, so it's been about four years now. Um, we create really just pieces for the ultimate risk taker we want to create a space to bring people together um and embody the differences amongst us all so that's what i've been trying to accomplish over the past few years um but yeah that's why that's why and it's it's crazy kind of seeing your your last collection and like working with you on that and, and how how that came through and like i just love how you know you've been you you execute your ideas and and spread the message and and I definitely just fuck with that. Chris, what's going on, bro? Um, we, we just met recently. Like, I, I kind of want to know a little bit more about you and a little bit more about your brand. Um, for sure. So, um, name's Chris Clark, um, CEO of CC Collective. Really just been, um, really just had a passion for making clothes. You know what I'm saying? So, once I got my idea, you know, behind my logo and behind the chakras, I wanted to push like a different way of living, like a lifestyle behind it. Um, rather than just, rather than just like you know making clothes, I wanted something to stand behind it too, so I can always fall back on it. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, started like last summer. Really, just been pushing work. You know, I just came up with a goal. All right, you want to do this at a certain time? You know, knock it off. Do the next thing at a certain time, knock it off. And now I'm here. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking with you know other brand designers, you too. You know what I'm saying I'm thankful for all this. Yeah, for sure, for sure, bro. It's it, it's a pleasure to have you on here. And I just wanted to kind of get into NFTs, get into crypto, and get into like, I honestly like guys. We're we're in a space right now where like there's infinite possibility with blockchain, with cryptocurrency, and like us as designers, us as creators, we can kind of build that future for ourselves and find. Mm-hmm you know, a way that we can use crypto to, like, really kind of benefit us. And, and, and I think the biggest thing for me is, like, I just love how crypto and ownership are tied together. And so I kind of just wanted to ask you, um, Chris, you talked about, you know, starting, um, getting into crypto and, like, wanting to learn more about that. What do you think is, like, the problem in the world that led you to be, like, okay, crypto is something that I should look at as a designer? Um, well... I think the problem is, like, uh, really is that, like, you know, different communities, 
are like are they're not accessible to this knowledge yet. You know what I'm saying? And you know that problem is like, all right, how do we, you know, how do we bridge the gap between creators and having their own rights with stuff? You know, I look at I look at Ice Cube with the big three, you know, taking their own players and stuff and like building his own, you know, his own sideshow and using their talents to be able to, you know, build income and build exposure. So like us as fashion artists, it's just like we have so much passion for like, you know, certain, you know, works we make, you know, gear. And like we really want to capitalize on this opportunities for for generational wealth, you know what I'm saying? Having this different community, having different um opportunities, you know, to get our work out there because I feel like that's a struggle for everybody. No, nah, most definitely, most definitely. I think like when it comes to 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 NFTs, like there's there's a lot of different ways in fashion that they've been used recently. Kai, I'm, I'm interested to know kind of where have you seen it? Like you said, you kind of seen it in more of a corporate sense in a few different ways. Like what have you been seeing in terms of NFTs and fashion? Yeah, so lately I've been having a lot of conversations with uh, pretty high executives at um, event companies, entertainment, media, fashion companies, trying to get an understanding of what the fashion and media and entertainment and music landscapes are going to look like in the future in more of a virtual space. So in the Web3 and the NFT space. And so what I'm learning, I don't know everything yet, but what I'm learning is that it's going to change the idea of what community means, what exclusivity means. And that's, that's pretty important to those specific industries. I feel like exclusivity is kind of at the core of those industries. It's who can get in, who can't get in, and that's why it's so valuable. And that's why everyone wants to be a part of something like this because not everybody can. And so it also pushes um, entrepreneurship amongst people who maybe not, maybe wouldn't have considered it prior to. Um, and so like Chris was saying, you know, a lot of people are gonna have access to, to something different and to be able to generate, you know, generational wealth in a different way it's interesting because it seems like it's such a fragile kind of space right now, but I think it's going to really hold its own in the future. And so, you know, we'll see where it goes from there. Absolutely. I, and I love all the different points that you touched on right there. So you talked about like exclusivity. When I first stumbled upon all of this, right, I Rob had just put out his collection, Let There Be Light, and there was like a limited amount of pieces. And like, he's like, I'm never making this again. And I'm like, man, like after you, sell these pieces like from there like nothing is going to you can't make any money past there people can't take your stuff and sell it for even more so it's like how can you have a way of tracking ownership past point of sale like for the for the first time and so like you know exclusivity and when i think about nfts and like crypto i think about like a, a door and like a, a little closet and it's like you know if there's nothing behind that closet it doesn't really matter there's no value to to that key to that door but the key is valuable if there's a bunch of features a bunch of different you know uh access whether it's access whether it's whether it's community building whether it's you know financial like banking and economies um that you can create within yourselves like it's all about kind of what's behind the door so kind of as fashion designers where do you think and i i really want to learn from y'all because I feel like we're all building this together. Where do y'all think like you have the best potential in when it comes to building out your own um, NFT collection? Um, let me let me touch on that first. Um, 
I think like, you know, just like you said, like we're making certain pieces and we're not going to sell them again. Uh, having that like, oh, how I'm doing it, I'm doing it like I can say, you know, I sell, I sell hats, right? But I don't want to make them again. So I'll do like a one of five collection or a one of six collection. So once you have that access and once you buy that hat, you have a different opportunity, you know what I'm saying, to buy it through the NFT market. So then once you buy through an NFT market, you're able to get a utility to get this physical hat in person. And whatever I do with the hat later on in the future, whether it's in gaming, um, music, uh, Decentraland, you know, like places like that to where it's, it could be worn, it could be shown. I feel like that just bridges, like, it just widens the perspective of, like, everything you can do with it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love how you said that because, like, one thing that, that we have to realize is also everything is going to be interoperable, meaning like everything is going to be like able to move on to different platforms. Right now, like when you're on Instagram, you're stuck on Instagram. When you're on Twitter, you're stuck on Twitter. Like you can't take your following or take your ownership to different places and different medias. Uh-huh. One thing that like is big about the Web3 space is like we're going to be able to have our own economy. I kind of think that every person my one of my hypotheses is every person's gonna have their own token like every designer like you chris are gonna have your own token kaya you're gonna have your own token um how do you kind of how do you feel about that and like how how that could work yeah so for me i've been really kind of trying to visualize what my brand experience is going to be from the consumer's point of view and i've been really kind of focused and pinpointing on that so what is my fashion show going to look like in the future in the web3 space just as much as how you present your, yourself through your website or at a pop-up shop like now it really matters what's this web3 experience like through quintessential or what is it like through nfts and so i think i'm, I'm really focused on that part about what are my what is my community the community i'm trying to build what are they going to benefit from from my nfts that i create or uh you know the fashion shows that i put on one day um and even talking to people who who work for fashion week the actual brand they they say it's looking like events will be held in the more events than none will be held in the web3 space in the future um, so I think that that's really where the future of fashion is going. A lot of it is going to be virtual and, and going to be kind of a Web3 NFT experience. So we'll see what that what that looks like. That's not interesting. That's not interesting. And so I definitely I definitely agree with you. And the way kind of I see even like fits going forward. So the reason why and I'm gonna just kind of tell y'all why I thought like building a token would be a good idea. Uber back in, you know, 2010, um, they started in, in San Francisco and they had a couple of drivers that were taking people to school and stuff like that. And obviously people were paying in dollars. And as Uber kind of became as a marketplace more valuable, they started moving around to different cities and it just kind of grew and, and grew from there, right? Like when that happened, you know, the Uber team, the Uber founders and the Uber um investors all got rich but like the uber drivers never had any ownership in uber in any type of way yeah and so if uber had their own token say they had an uber token back in 2010 those drivers if the token was deflationary 
right? So our money supply is inflationary. They keep printing more money. But if they had a cap, like Bitcoin has a cap, then could that Uber, could they, if you took a guy to school and get the Uber token, could that be like a, a very valuable thing going forward as more and more people join the network? And so like when it comes down to like Instagram and stuff like that, their business model is advertising, right? They're selling to advertisers and so they want you to be paying money to them to boost your post throughout your platform but when it comes down to like a marketplace and how you can use the token like if you owned the token you own the marketplace you own the platform we're all going to own the different like instagram in the future we're going to own that um and i think that as more and more people join the system the tokens are going to be more valuable more valuable um and along with that it's like the nft stuff like as keys you have more access points um and stuff like that so i think like it is really interesting to see kind of where where we're going and, and see this in a in a fashion case i think even affiliate marketing in the future could be pretty big because of smart contracts and and how people can you know sell you know different clothes for for other people so i don't know i'm just i'm just mad interested in the space um i think that you know there's li unlimited potential to what y'all can build um, and so I'm just excited to, you know, see what y'all are going to do in the future. And the Max, other... I have a question for you. What's up? What do you think is, you know, why would someone invest in NFTs as opposed to buying stock in a company? What do you think is kind of the difference there? Because I think a lot of people are, I mean, everyone who can will buy stock. It's a traditional way of, of having some type of ownership of a company. But what is the difference with an NFT? Okay, so... This is how I think about it. In um, right now, there's something called an ICO, an initial coin offering. So you see how like Ethereum is ETH. There's BTC. Like these are all listed on the blockchain, and they're they're their own tokens, right? And each token system is very similar to like each company. So like with Fits, right? We can have you know there's in, in the funding process, you can have like your pre-seed round, your seed round series abc and then you ipo and these companies go public and they have a lot more money to work with so that they can expand and build on their ideas in the future and so what's going to happen is instead of waiting till you're such a huge company that you're like able to go public you're essentially going to be able to raise an ico where you raise a bunch of money that's connected to your project your business Right. So what we would do is we would raise our seed round still, but then we would raise the money on an IPO and then we would have money to go build on the future. And you would treat it like a, a stock in a way. But also the difference between crypto and stocks is you'll be able to pay with this token. And so the value of it is what can I do with this token? How can we make this token mad valuable? If someone comes on to fits and the way for them to buy clothes is by using the create token then the more people that make those purchases, the more people that are buying and selling, the, the value of the system is increasing. And right. so you're going to see in the utility way, like people are going to transact these tokens. And so if you can find a way for people to continuously transact these tokens and add more value to the system, more people, more resources, more products, more services, then the value of the token is going to go up. And so that's how it's the same as like a stock in a way that the value is going to keep going up from there. So it sounds like it's more of a kind of collaborative growth process with crypto as opposed to wait for a company to be 
humongous so that it can go public and then absolutely because like because like you can't invest in early stage companies like right. like as a as a normal person you have to be a accredited investor be up 250k so like you can essentially buy into these projects the same way you'll be able to invest in stocks in the future and it's like as the the value of the system grows the community grows and they get the value of the sellers like you guys the more y'all y'all sell on fits and get those create tokens you guys will your tokens will rise in value and then the investors and the team the founding team that did it so like audius is like a music version of this and like they just charge the the audio token and like as the system goes up everyone kind of grows their own value so it's kind of just about value how can you expand on the value in the system that's how much the token's going to be okay okay yeah to add on to that um the way you said collaboration i I really do agree with that because it's like you know um i'm working i'm actually collaborating with a uh nft project called yoc and literally these are my you know next door neighbors so i gotta thank them because they're the ones who really like told me the opportunities with utility and like having a token so you know we're creating an nft project right now um it's you know it's on twitter we have a lot of traits available um where i play in a factor with that it's like and this is a gaming like this is a gaming their center for a gaming project right so for the pictures you know the nft pictures um they have traits you know they got like fitted hats they got bucket hats they got and that's where fashion members could possibly get into involved in certain projects like this so it's an added it's like an add-on utility for like another perk you know once you get this token aiming then it's like then you have a discord you have a community and it's like oh now you have merch you know what i'm saying sell to the whole community and then now we're all lifting now i get to help you know with other artists i get to branch them into different communities where i I, I like you know i enjoy and i i i what's the word like i believe in their vision you know what i'm saying absolutely yoc stands for your own creator and like like, it's funny because, like, they're literally my next-door neighbors, you know what I'm saying? I never would have seen them on the street, probably would have talked to them. And it's just it's just funny how, like, these communities like these communities can, like, really branch together and, like, really create, like, good generational wealth. You know what I'm saying? Good teammates, good. It's, 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 it's crazy that, like, the opportunities in this world or in this NFT world, I'm sorry, it's, you know, it's there. Yeah. No, I'm just to add on to that last thing is like this is boosting a sense of entrepreneurship amongst people who have a day job you know where they don't get to experience that all the time or like students who don't have their own brand but now they actually can do something for another brand and see it grow and have like more of an emotional connection to these brands I feel like that's also where like the sense and the meaning and what community looks like within fashion and within these companies amongst these companies is really going to change because people are going to have more of an emotional tie to what is really being produced, what the brand looks like, what it feels like. So that's fascinating. No, that's definitely, no, I definitely, like, that's, it's crazy. No, Chris, I, I think that that's a really amazing project. I, I, I wonder the, so what are the different ways right now? Like, how are you thinking about, you know, with the NFT collection and your utility, like, how are you, how are you processing that? What do you what do you think you you want to do? Any ideas that that you have for that? So like so like what you say like emotionally like I've never been like emotionally like 
involved with a panda before, right? Sounds crazy. It sounds stupid, but like, like literally, I don't know if you can see. It's kind of weird, but this is one of our ah, one of our NFTs. My logo is in the eye, right? Right. So, just being emotionally involved with people, like you know, your next door neighbors, and then you're creating something like this, and then you see this stuff happening. Now, like they, you know, they help me up to. Sorry, they help me up to really involve me into the brand. So like now it's like my community from IG and wherever other communities that mess with me get to mess with these pandas that have no idea what yeah. they're doing. And then they get, to, they get to see like, oh, he has a gaming, like this whole project has a gaming project with it. Then they have merch and then they have like a utility token. It's just... That's, a, that's the, nah, that's, that's the game. That's, bro, that's so fire. I I love how y'all y'all put the the thing in there and put the logo in there. It's like I didn't even think about it from a point where you can like have a hat in someone else like in a collab project and like what you could do with that actual hat right. and like how y'all can like work together to like right. grow that hat and then take it like like we said with the changing you know platforms and stuff like that. How you can move that around the society. I think maybe like you said. Uh, and like we talked about before, like having your own token will be a way of you transacting that in a more efficient uh, way. Definitely, because like when you think about it, when like the tokens, it's like a different form of like, um, it's like your own economy. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like it's your own price. It's not like a cash. It's not like a dollar bill. Like a dollar bill is going to be a dollar bill. You know what I'm saying? But if you invest in something like this token and then you believe all this stuff behind it, it's like, okay, I would want to invest in this. And then now it's a it's a up and down race now, not just a subtle straight line. Instead of it just a dollar bill, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, no, for sure. It's like it's like with the dollar bill. The reason why we like money so much is because we can go buy everything with it. I can go outside, I can spend that money. But like, if like when it all is said and done, it's it's just cash, and cash is worth actually nothing. And mm -hmm. so like, if if I can, if we have different forms of money, like we go out and there's different forms of money right now. There's there's pesos, there's dollars, there's yen. And it's like, we, we're going to have internet money. And that's, that's cryptocurrency. That's our own digital economies. And, and that's how we're going to have banking in the future for all. You know, no, no banking, uh, no bank can sit in the way of you opening an account. So, so no, I just, I, I appreciate y'all for, for coming on, talking about crypto and NFTs. I just, I, I love the space. And I, I, I just, I'm excited to, to see where we're going to go with this. Is there anything else y'all want to add uh, before y'all step up? Uh, I mean, the only thing I would say is just for any creative out there who has their own brand, this is definitely the space to get into now, you know, get your head start. I actually, like, I switched my major, now it's integrated design and media, to be able to specialize in, like, NFTs and, and the Web3 space. Like, this is our version of the internet coming out. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. this is that space. So. I encourage everybody to get into it, to, to educate yourselves and, and get into it. For real. Um, just a top one of that, man. Like any other creator out there, uh, you know, just be happy. You know what I'm saying? Like you look at the stocks, like everything, we're in a bear market. We're in a recession. You know what I'm saying? Stuff like this doesn't always last this long. You know what I'm saying? This is the time to where you want to create. This is the time where you want to invest this knowledge and to learn about this new atmosphere and really like ride this wave into the new web, you know what I'm saying? So I just feel like it's a lot of opportunities in it. 
just always be happy. You know what I'm saying? You can never chase happiness. You can never like, you can never chase a life. You know what I'm saying? Like this, that's infinite. That's an infinite game. You know what I'm saying? A finite game is really like a football game, you know, basketball game. This is, you know, it's an ending. This life of happiness, there's no ending to that. You know, it starts here. It starts where you're at right now. Man, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I just wanted to say thank y'all. Thank y'all so much. That That's so facts. And like you sent me that video the other day, and it's like, absolutely, bro. We have to, we have, like, we have a responsibility to educate ourselves. Yeah. And not only educate ourselves, spread that information to other people. And, like, that's why it's so powerful having y'all on this show, because we're going to chop up these clips. And somebody that has never, ever heard about crypto or Web3 creators that are scared of that are going to listen to y'all speak and be like, man, maybe this is something that we need to, t- to take a look at. And so, like, right. I definitely just appreciate y'all for, for coming on and spitting the game. I think, you know, I, I, I've been just thinking that's the most important thing for us to do. You know what I mean? Ownership is something that has been denied our community for a long time. And cryptocurrency is ownership of the internet. It's ownership of our own creation. And so if you think about the importance of ownership, you have to think that this has to be in some type of way important. And so, you know, I just appreciate y'all for coming on Spitting the Game. And, you know, let, let, let's just keep getting to work together. I'm, I'm excited to see what y'all come up out with soon. Uh, let me know if y'all need any help with anything. Like, we're always here to, to, to keep pushing and keep moving forward, keep helping each other out. And so let's just keep getting after it. Thank you. And thank you for making the space, Mac. For real, too. You the real goat. <laughs> right. Thank you so All much. Right, All right. Wow. That was powerful. I, I, I really appreciate them for coming on. Like this is this is something that, that we're gonna talk about a lot. Like crypto and, and NFTs are the future and like we can't ignore the future just because it's something that we don't understand. We have to go and and attack this. So let's see what's going on, yo. What's up, Max? What's going on, bro? How you doing? I'm chilling, man. Just driving back from Miami today. Nice little break. Yeah. Best place, best place in the world. Best place yeah. in the world. You already know. You know that's my bro. Mind. I just to start, like I just kind of wanted to say, like. We've been we've been friends for a long time. We've been friends since since fourth grade, and like yeah. I'll never forget we met at at, at Georgetown, uh, no at Good Council Camp, and yeah. you were nice. You had that thing <laughs> on your finger, but you were nice. Yeah. Um, and it, one thing that like me and you have always locked into ever since we went to Wooten and left there that first time, like going to Wooten, even going to Kelvin, like. You pushed me to like and show me what it was like to work out. Like yeah. one thing that one thing that we did was like we worked out. And like we definitely do you just, like is... kinda wanna talk about like you know, throughout your life, bro, like you've been like working out. Like what what what's up with that? Um so it really comes from the internal motivation. Um and I think it's really important to evaluate what you're working towards or what you want, if that makes sense. Um that's the first step when it comes to working out and working hard. Um, what you have to set aside and evaluate like your fitness goals. Um, and if you want to get stronger, then, um, there's, there's different levels to it, right? You want to lose weight, get stronger, or just you want 
to look better, right? Um, look better, feel better. So uh, you start there and then you begin to go down the rabbit hole, if that makes sense. Um, you start working out, you feel good afterwards and you like that feeling, you chase that feeling always. Um, and it becomes addicting. Same way I'm, I'm sure you can imagine when you first started um, and you saw how you felt and how you began, you began to get better. Um, you, you, saw, you seen you start to have the ball on a string, you become a better shooter. And yeah, you love that. And you were like, I, I can't get enough of it. I need to be the best that I can possibly be and continue to get better. Um, so that's really what I chased. Uh, I just wanted to be the best me. And like I said, that internal motivation is what pushed me um, and continues to push me today. And as you know, I'm, I'm still working Absolutely. out at minimum twice a day. Um, and it's really just evaluating your goals, right? I started the Olympic lifting program. Um, Cause I wanted to get away from the real generic powerlifting. Cause I realized that really wasn't for me. Um, and I really wanted to kind of find my own path. Right. And you began to learn um, what was best for you, if that makes sense. And yeah. I wanted to get stronger. And then it's and with Olympic lifting, it's something where you have to perfect your technique. Um, and, if you don't have a perfect technique or a, a working technique, it's, it's going to be bad. It, you're not going to be able to do it effectively and you're going to get frustrated. Right. So people don't like that thought of stripping down, going down to very low weight, empty bar work and uh, getting after it. If that makes sense, really working on your yeah. technique, trying to drop underneath the weight. Um, but ultimately, like I said, it, it really comes from that, that, that internal motivation. Nothing externally can make you want to work out or what to nah, for sure yeah right if, if that makes sense so like I, one thing is there's there's working hard and then there's knowing like how to work in order to get to your goal like right. that's something that that you talked about and like that's even like i remember when we left wooten back when we were kids like they told you like how to work out like a, a way of working out and mm -hmm. obviously everybody has different weaknesses and everybody has a different regimen for me like i i got in the gym five months ago like just like I never was consistent before like really in the weight room yeah and like over the last five months bro like I have conquered my fears in the gym and like uh -huh. now I'm getting to a point where like I'm trying to build myself like bench press uh squat and like squat rack shoulder presses and deadlifts and like I've been trying to do those four exercises and I like how like I have to use like every muscle in my body to use it so, right and when I've been doing that, I'm like, man, like, I don't need to do, like, all these ISO uh, movements. Like, what is, is there, what else is there out here? So, like, I've right. been seeing your stories. So, what is the difference between, like, what is the Olympic lift? Like, what is that? So, it's a very explosive movement um, from all aspects, right? You're pulling a weight from the ground, and you're making contact with it at the, the midpoint of your body and you have to drop underneath the weight and catch it, right? Um, and then as you catch and you get down and you're dropping within a front squat, you're catching and coming to the top, and then you're pressing it overhead, right? Um, so like I said, it's a full-body complex lift. It is not easy, um, and it takes a lot of concentration to be able to execute that lift every time, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. I, can't, I can't think of a rep I've done where you're not locked in for each and every rep, if that makes sense. Yeah, you have to be 
Um, so, so what is it? What are the different pieces? Of, like, what's your like when you sent me your split? I literally yeah. like that nothing registered. So, like, what is the different things you're working throughout the different days? Like, how how would someone implement this type of lift into their routine? So, I think it's important important to understand that your body's needs are going to change from day to day. If that makes sense, um, and that's important to understand, right? So, you have a a, a program and a regimen that you might follow. Um, but your body's not going to feel the same every day. And you, and I think the biggest thing people struggle with is listening to their body. Right. So some days, uh, I might have a heavier day, but if my body is sore and it hurt and certain joints hurt and short, certain parts of my body hurt, I obviously can't go as heavy as I would like to. Right. So incorporating these lifts, um, for the average person, it's very difficult because it takes a very high level of coaching um, to really get good at it, if that makes sense, and do it correctly. Um, so so I, what's the, the foundation? What are the different lifts? So you obviously have your deadlift portion of the lift. You have your front squat and you have your overhead press. Those are the three main portions of it. Um, and you can work on your base with those three main lifts, if that makes sense. And from there on, you get better at it. Um, you build your okay. core strength, and you get stronger in every every in every single motion: the pull, the push, and the squat. Right? Okay, so it's it yeah. So deadlift, front squat, and then shoulder press. Those right. are the, those are the, those mm -hmm. are the three pillars of it. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. But you know, and I always tell people, at least with the current climate of the exercise world, there's a lot of there's a big wealth of knowledge on the internet right that people look at and i think that scares a lot of people um because at the end of the day they don't really know what to do um and i've always found found my way trying to um get different resources and the correct resources that make sense so you're finding um people that really know what they're talking about and do their research um mm -hmm. because otherwise you find you're listening to people that they don't even know what they're talking about. Right. Yeah. Um, and I always tell people the hardest thing is starting. Right. A lot of people are scared to start. And the most, the most important thing I can tell you is that starting comes from that internal motivation. Right. So we're talking about, you can go one time a week just to start 15 minutes, 30 minutes, and you slowly start to build. Um, nobody said you have to go in there and kill your body every day. I think that's where people, that's where the disconnect is between avid lifters and novices is novices come in there and think they have to destroy their body in every way where they can't work out for the next week. Right. The goal is to be consistent. Consistency is where the real strength is built. The people you see that bench press 400, 500 pounds squatting over 600, that strength is built over, five to 10 years of consistent lifts. Yeah. And we talk about that all the time. It's the process. You have to yeah. fall in love with the process and this can be applied to everything. You're no, not going to be successful for, off rift. Off rift. For me, for me, like I, I used to go to the gym cause like I wanted to be bigger, but like when I stopped going to the gym cause I wanted to necessarily be bigger and I started going to the gym because in the morning, like I have a, a new morning routine the 5 a.m. club, and, yeah. like, the first part of the 5 a.m. club is, like, move and, like, get up and break a sweat. And so, like, as I've been going to the gym, like, 
I just like love it and love it even more. And like, I don't need it physically, but I need it mentally. And Mm -hmm. like, I need to, I need to get like my head clear by going in the gym in the early morning and kind of lifting up what's like, nothing is, everything's easy past it. Yeah. And like, that has been the, the one habit that has just changed my life forever. Like, just actually walking and waking up and going to the gym, like pulling those weights, like, it just gets your head right. Um, and so like, no, nah, I'm just interested to see kind of how, how this is going to work. I'm, I'm going to start working on those few things and, and find out, learn more about the lifts. Um, but no, nah, it's just something that I'm definitely hella interested in. Yeah, right. And you know, since we were young, man, we you know I've always been getting up at five thirty in the morning, five a.m. We would be in sixth grade, uh, riding our bikes to like going across and going to put in work in the morning. So I mean, we've always been on that. It's really like I said, it's the consistency, right? Absolutely. And nobody and people get scared by that early morning work. And I always tell people, you don't have to get up at five a.m. every day. It, like I said, you start right. You get up at five a.m. one day a week. Then you see how your body feels two days a week, three days until you can slowly build and build that routine for yourself. Absolutely. And then you start loving it. And so like, that's, that, that's where you go. Other than this, like what, what, anything else you, you wanted to talk about, bro? We haven't, you know, we haven't chopped up in a little bit. How you doing? I've been good, man. You know, Miami was uh, pretty crazy this weekend, so still recovering, but we're right back to it. 5 a.m. tomorrow. I'm sure you understand. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Tell me this, like, what are a few things that you want to get better at, like just as as, as a skill set in your in your profession? In my profession, um, mm-hmm. are you talking about within the weight room or actually? Yeah, no, 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 no. Just like in life, like for me, like you know, I've been talking a lot about embracing like your left hand. So like for me, like I've been building fits for the last few years. Like yeah. I've been kind of there's a lot of things that I felt like I I learned and I got you know pretty good at, but. One thing I, I I love is product building, and that's like mm-hmm. turning, you know, figuring out how to construct products that people would use, and like pushing to my left is like learning new things. Like, what can I start out and like be bad at, but like this can really take me to to the promised land. For me, like programming is that. For me, like learning like about yes. the sales and marketing funnel and uh, and 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 ads and and landing pages has been that, and and fundraising and all that. So like, I was just curious to know like you know, where you're at, like, is there anything you've been working on just, like, professionally to, to get yourself, like, to that left side and, and be better at your craft? Uh, I, so I definitely want to uh, take one of the free courses offered on Python. That is one thing I definitely want to become proficient at. I think that's something that's very valuable to me going forward, uh, especially within that CFA, CPA field. Um, but other than that, nothing – uh, that pertains to actually like an individual skill. It's more of a mindset mm-hmm. and it's more doing things for me, if that makes sense. Yeah. Not because anybody else thinks it's good, but because I want to do it. Like I said, it's all about that internal motivation. What gets you fired up in the morning? What makes you want to wake up? Right. Yeah. Uh, and like I said, at the end of the day, like nobody really cares what you do. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've always wanted to build my brand in a certain way. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, like, nobody really cares. So you do things for you. I don't compare myself to anybody else. And I've gotten a lot better at that. Because um, I know when I was younger, especially playing basketball, I'd always compare myself to other people that's 6'5", 40-inch vert jumping out the gym. But you can't do that, right? They were given different gifts than you. Definitely. And you have to utilize what you were given. 
right? And maximize your ability, your, your, your strengths rather than focus on your weaknesses, right? Absolutely. I think like, like you said, like, when it comes to any routine, you have to do what's best for you, for your body and like what is getting you to your best performance. Like Shane always tells me, like, if this isn't 100% the way, then I got to change what I got to do. And like, we all kind of have our different processes. I think like there, there really is an art in finding that perfect peak of learning and, and, and growing as, as a, as an overall person. Um, I've been reading books lately and, and stuff like that. And it's been kind of helping me understand the world a little bit better, understanding yeah. why certain things happen lately. And so like, no, nah, I just definitely think like, whether that's weightlifting, whether that is in your profession, whether that's just a skill set, like being in a constant state of learning, growing, taking on, like you said, like hard things, but being consistent to it. Like, yeah. When you first start that hand clean, like I'm, I'm intimidated by the hand clean right now. Yeah. But like the more I hit those, hit those, um, those deadlifts, hit those front squats, hit those shoulder presses, like that's that's gonna start getting easy. So no, I'm just I'm just excited, man. Uh thank you for, for coming on Game of Power and I just appreciate the game, bro. Like always like we've been at this since we were little kids. So I just appreciate you. Love you like always. And, of course. Uh, have man. a good one, man. For yeah. real. All right, I'll see you. Whew. That was episode three. Wow, we talked a lot about fashion we talked a lot about making clothes and then how fashion and, and nfts and crypto is going to be in the future i love the space i think that there is infinite reality to what we're able to do and build the reason why i think it was cool for anthony to come on at the end of that is it kind of it's there's a program that we all have to set for ourselves like one thing that i did recently and you know, I got to stick to that and make sure I'm always following the program. But it's like, write that contract. Like, if you want something, if you decide that there's something out there that you really want to do, then there's a program that you got to follow to be able to get there. And, and you do know what to do to get to that. And so if you sit there and, and you write out that contract to yourself, can you fulfill that? Can you, can you handle that? Can you stick to the program to get you to where you got to go? Consistency is a huge part of this. But I think like, you know, whenever it comes down to having a deep why, having a deep mission, like that's, that's amazing. Having an idea, having a passion that you want to put out. But like after that period, just like, and I've decided uh, after that period, it comes consistency, comes alchemy, comes turning your passion, turning your pain into product, turning that into magic for other people. And, you know, I was on the roof talking to Miles the other day and I said, like, one thing that I want to do and one thing that I feel like is, is mad important just in my life is to, to create as much as possible before we don't have a chance to create anymore. And so, like, every single video I make, if that can help one person or if people can hear some type of information and be like, man, I can incorporate this into my life in some way, I feel like that is the most powerful thing that we can do. And so... I'm excited to just keep doing this show. Um, thank you all for so much for, for coming on the show. If anyone wants to come on the show, please just hit me up. Um, I want a lot of different perspectives to be on Game of Power. I want to just learn from everyone. I feel like we have an opportunity to not only, you know, learn new things that can better ourselves, but also spread that message to other people. And so if there's something that you are learning about that you want to talk on and that you want to spread to just like, hop in and and let's let's just talk about that and so now i'm excited for the future of this like 
I want to get picked up by HBO. Like, I want this to be a real show in the future. You know, we're starting out on Instagram. This is my third episode. But, like, one day, like, you know, this is going to be a huge show. So, like, I'm just excited to keep doing this. And, like, hopefully we can impact so many people moving forward. And we can turn, you know, this platform, turn the idea of power struggle into reality and into the world. So I'm excited to just keep doing this. And thank you. We'll see you all again next week at 8 p.m. All right.